0: Hey guys, welcome back to the REI Network podcast with me, Gavin Timms. Another good episode, I hope. We are going to be talking about the best ways to build a real estate team. I get a lot of questions regarding this, how to hire them, when to hire them, who to hire first, what order should I go in? So I'm going to tell you the way that I think you should do it, and I'm going to give you some scenarios along with it so you understand um, when and and again, how to hire uh, these positions out. Just before we get going, remember, like and subscribe. If you haven't already, if you're watching me on the RI Network podcast, give me a like, drop me five stars, that'd be awesome. And if you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to get the other content that's going to be coming following this episode. All right, so let's jump straight back in. So we're going to be talking about the best ways to build a real estate team. Now, I believe that The team is everything, especially if you want to work on the business and not in it. Your team, you're only as good as your team ever, right? And that goes to any business, not just mine or real estate. I think any business you could say from a, a COO of a company, they have key team members in place. So the business runs. So let's talk about the key team players that you need in your business. So I would start always with hiring a good virtual assistant. Okay, this would definitely be one of my hires. And the way that I would do this, if you're in the first phase of your business where you're currently doing everything in the business from you're doing your marketing, uh, you're talking to your sellers, you're making your offers, you're doing your follow-up, you're updating the notes, uh, you're sending contracts, you're visiting properties, whatever you're doing, you're kind of doing everything. And this is why you want to hire a virtual assistant to start with and start offloading some of those tasks. Now, what should they be? Anything that's a low-end task, like a that's not a high dollar an hour activity. So anything from updating notes, doing some marketing, okay? Sending out contracts, researching properties, looking up comps, things like that, that you can train your virtual assistant to do that takes you a lot of the time. So they're just some examples. So what I want you to do right now, you can pause this if you like, write down everything you do in your current business, and then look at what you could outsource. Now, the last things that you really wanna be outsourcing for me are the phone, Okay, you should not be outsourcing the phone yet uh, because that's where all the money is made. Having quality conversations. Also, I wouldn't probably outsource the offers to start with either. I'd work into training that to happen. Maybe you could give the number though for the property if you want to make a if you're making a cash or a lease option or a finance. Give the VA the number, let them create the offer, put it together, and send it out. Get all this, all these these little things that are taking you all the time. We need to remove them off your plate. So you can then get back focusing on what makes the money, which is talking to the sellers, making offers, and following up. And they can still be assisting in them areas. Again, if you're talking with a seller, and as you get off the phone, you could use a walkie-talkie app like Voxer or WhatsApp or something like that. And Voxer, your VA, saying, hey, I just spoke to Dave Smith on 123 Main Street. Here's the situation. Set me a task. and got to follow-up in 30 days. And they can then go and put all the notes in, create that task for you, and then hold you accountable. They can also be sending you your tasks every single day. If you want to stay out of the CRM, if that bogs you down, get them running the CRM and get them to say, hey, today you've got to do these five things in the CRM. And they can actually send you over the tasks. And they can be doing marketing. They can be, you know, pulling lists, skip tracing for you. They can be organizing, uh, list stacking, organizing leads, sending text messages. If you're doing that in your business, all them things that a virtual assistant uh, should be doing. And again, that would be my number one hire, 100%. That's where I would go first. Now, where to get them? I would go in the Philippines. That's just bias. That's where my people are that that work for me. I think I have seven VAs now that we work with. uh, and, you know, I think, you know, why the Philippines? I like their culture. They've got good verbal and written English. They've got great uh, work ethic. They're used to working on uh, the U.S. time zones, so which is through the night for them. And also they are affordable. So it keeps your overhead down. Uh that's why I would do it. In terms of then, how do you hire? I'd be using something like Upwork. U P W A W O R K. I always have to spell that out because my accent Upwork. Uh, no one can uh, can quite get that. So that's where you could post an ad. There's also, you know, virtual staff, find- there's so many places that you can get virtual assistants from, but it all starts with creating a good ad. Now I've just talked about a, just on, on the admin side, but you've also got the cold call inside as well. You know, getting a good virtual assistant to be lead genning for you. Um, you know, I, I, that's one of my, that is my main strategy still to date is pre-screening leads. They go with a simple script. You can get my script RANetwork.com slash script network.com slash script or scripts, one of the two. I think it's just script without the S on the end. Uh, So go and download that if you want it. But they use a simple script. They pre-screen leads and they're trying to hit on the four pillars, which is the motivation situation, the timeline, the price, and the condition of the property. If they can get that, Anyone that says, yes, maybe possibly tell me more, anything but a no brings into our CRM for us to work, evaluate in an acquisition role, and then decide how we're going to position our offer accordingly, depending on if it's a creative deal or a cash deal, are we holding it, doing a buy and hold, a fix and flip, a wholesale? What are we doing with it? And then we evaluate the seller to solve the problem. Okay. That's how we do it. So I'd be using that And again, from the Philippines. Now, if you've done that, depending on, again, where you are in your business, if you're going virtual, Your next kind of step, if you're doing virtual, is maybe you need someone on the ground. If you haven't done the partnership route, when you're partnering with someone on the ground, maybe you need to get a runner. Now, a runner on the ground is basically somebody that can go out and do little tasks for you. They do not need to have any real estate experience. Uh, We just got a contract in Florida. Um, Yesterday, as I'm recording this, And we hired someone to go out to the property and get a contract signed. So they can do contracts. They can go and get pictures. They can put a lockbox on. They can meet a buyer to show them the house or let them in. And again, these could just be random people that maybe you trust. So you could start with friends and family. Ask on your Facebook group if you have friends and family in that area that they have friends or family that might do it that'd be a good start then I'd, if that didn't if i couldn't work it that way i'd go into a local facebook group in that market and ask there and then you've obviously got them facebook marketplace and by then you should be able to find somebody or a lead to someone. You could also call real estate agents Do so they know anyone that do it. Maybe the agent will do it for you, especially if it's a newer agent. And you should be probably paying them anywhere between 25 and 50 bucks a property. And normally depends on if it's a one-off and we normally do like 50 bucks. And if they got two or three to go at a time, then maybe we'll pay them $25 per property. So that kind of changes. And, and you can also look at Uber drivers, Lyft drivers and things like that as well, okay? Then, depending on if you've done that, now you're going to get into more of your team. And, and they, these positions can change depending on your business. So you've got literally the acquisition, the disposition, and a local admin. Okay, And I think these orders will come in in potentially different orders. If you have your VAs, you might need an admin to start tracking and managing all your VAs and your processes for you. So the admin could come up. The admin you might be paying you know depending on where you're located maybe 15 18 20 bucks an hour for someone to be on the team admin but before that maybe you've got that under control using virtual assistants so you might not need them yet and then you've got obviously two very very important roles which are the acquisition and disposition now everyone wants to hire an acquisition and disposition but you only need to hire uh, in that position when you need them. Okay, so you're never going to hire an acquisition manager if you don't have any leads. It doesn't make any sense. So let's say you're only generating a couple of lead day and that's fine for you. You're not going to go and onboard an acquisition manager with no leads. They need to be doing an acquisition manager for me, needs to be making a minimum of 50 dials a day okay and maybe up to 70 to 80 dollars a day depending on how many conversations they're having that is the goal with our acquisition in our team so you can imagine you need a lot of follow-up and you need to be bringing leads in every day for them to work so they're going to have some new leads and and again a lot of follow-up we always do on the ratio of more follow-up than new leads because 90 of our deals come from follow-up now Maybe you are a great salesperson, you're great in that role, so you would be hiring dispositions first, and if you're not, If you're kind of a introvert, you you don't like being on the phone, you're just doing it because you have to, maybe the acquisition role is good for you and you will fit in the dispo role. So you're going to go into one position or another. You're going to stay on dispo and work with your buyers, or you're going to go onto acquisition and work with the sellers and vice versa. So remember, we need enough leads coming in on the acquisition role. Now there's different ways to pay acquisition. Obviously, the first thing is to pay them commission only. We always love to do that i believe though it's very difficult to do that if you're not doing enough business now if you're doing enough business you're doing you know maybe four or five plus deals a month bringing an acquisition in and paying them commission is probably doable because you can get them trained and in that position to start making money hopefully within 30 to 45 days or at least 60 days and you need to make sure that you position that up front now what we tend to do is we pay an hourly anywhere between 15 to 18 bucks an hour, plus $500 per contract closed. We do that for 60 to 90 days with then the transition of commission only. So what that does is you can actually then look at the acquisition and go over their numbers. If they're making $18 an hour, and let's say they're making a couple of grand a month and then they're doing four deals and they're getting 500 bucks. Sometimes we do 750 bucks if it's a big deal. And then you can work out, hey, if you would have took a percentage of let's say 10 to 12% in acquisition role, you would have made more money, but obviously the guarantee is not there. So that's why we you know, back in that way. You can also do a drawback. So you could give them 18 bucks an hour, 20 bucks an hour, whatever, depending on your market. And then when they do a commission, you do a drawback. So you're paid. Let's say they do a $20,000 deal and they make $2,000, but you've already paid them a thousand. You will take that drawback, pay yourself back that thousand dollars, and then they would get the other thousand and then commission only from there. And you might do a drawback each month again for about 90 days. So you've got a couple of different options there that you could do. But remember, you need to make sure you have enough leads, you're tracking them KPIs and the training process. Do not just throw them in the deep end and go, hey, go and make calls and do deals. Remember when you first started, if you're in that position to start hiring acquisition, you need to put time in, uh, just like we do with our clients to get them in the position to do deals, you've got to do the same for your acquisition. And acquisition for me is the the hardest position to fill in the business by an absolute mile. The turnover rate is high, very difficult. Okay, contracts is is where everything begins, in my opinion, definitely the hardest position to fill. So then we have disposition. Disposition is actually moving uh, the exit strategy of the property. Now, this could be, Dispo in creative finance. It could be dispo in lease option. It could be dispo in wholesale. Okay. Depending on what you're doing, but disposition, you're never going to hire a disposition. Guess what? Until you have contracts. So you need to be bringing in, you know, at least probably two or three every single month to warrant hiring a disposition manager. And their job role is to move the contract, get it through closing, work with the title company and close the deal so everyone gets paid. And they're also their job is to build relationships with the buyers so they get to know the buyers so they can they can dispo and also a disposition can handle multiple markets in my opinion again they've got to be a good relationship building person that can do that can multi that's organized that's on top of things got great communication skills and they will be negotiating that sales price up with the buyers and they'll be able to handle that and again probably on the dispo depending again if you have three or four acquisition you can pay your disposition maybe 5 6% of the deal because they're working for more, they're disposing more deals than acquisition are bringing in because there's multiple of them. Again, going up to maybe 10% on the disposition side. Now, where to hire a disposition and acquisition? Uh, I would probably say Wise Hire is one place you can pay a couple hundred bucks and they do a lot of pre-screening for you. You can also do Indeed.com, Indeed.com. You can look at There's multiple things that you could do. What is the, can't think of the, it'll come back to me in a minute, um, but you can post on there and on them sites, uh, put ads, run them. Again, doing them pre-screening, sending out the DISC test, the D-I-S-C test. Okay, the DISC test It's a personality test. I highly recommend that you send that out for acquisition and disposition. You could actually do that for your VAs as well. Making sure that you have a cold call VA in a cold call position, right? You don't want an admin in a cold call or a cold caller, you know, a salesperson in an admin role because that doesn't fit, right? I am a salesperson. That's what I do. I love talking to people. I'm not the best organized. My compliance is down. I'm a high uh, D&I on the disk test, a big influence. And so, so you're going to see that, you know, through through them positions. But your D and high, D and I on the disc test, is always going to be higher on the acquisition side. Because then that more go-getter sales mentality, you're not going to have the S and C, the steadiness and the compliance. That's more of an admin role. So everyone in your team should be taking that test. Highly recommend. I think it's um, one two three testcom You can actually do the test for free on there. It's about ten minutes, and you get the uh, you get the results. So highly recommend you go in to check that out as well. Okay, then. Once you've done that, you've then got, uh, you know, asset managers um, that you could do, you know, if they're managing the capital for you, managing fix and flip projects overseeing inventory working with the general contractors working with your realtors and these also could be business partners that cover this for you as well so you could be doing that again we talked about the admin the admin role sometimes we elevate admin into that role that's what i did in my business i had uh, Lawrence on my team she started off in, as an admin just doing admin tasks and elevated now she runs kind of the financial side of both my businesses Uh, runs the books through QuickBooks and make sure we're staying profitable, helps uh, along with Rod running the KPIs. He's my lead VA and they do a great job uh, for me. So elevating people in your team, I highly, highly recommend as well. And remember, we just talked a bit about, you know, the disk tests and and how to do that. Uh, Also, you've got to make sure you have great communication, okay? through your team, from the hiring process, just everything is about communication. If you want a great team, you have to be a great communicator because you've got to get people to feel comfortable coming to you. Even for your VAs, if there's a problem, if things, things should be working better, let them have a say, let them have an opinion. And by doing that, you're going to get the feedback you need. You're going to get that honesty for you to make judgments calls while you're now working on the business. And guess what? Once you've got all these, people in position and you've hired away and you're hopefully now doing five deals consistently or more a month now you're working on the business now you're in that visionary position to drive the business forward maybe now this is a time when you're adding more strategies okay where you're doing more marketing you're testing different marketing okay because your time now is all back maybe you just want to travel and live the dream and let your team handle everything for you um, but again just make sure you're communicating i travel a lot pretty hands-off in my real estate business but i am a very good communicator so all my lead people in my team we talk multiple times a day whether it be on Vox or, or text or phone or zoom checking in making sure everything's running do they need anything do i need to step in do i need to help with anything okay showing an interest in your business and and also you know, giving bonuses, giving random, but I'm, I'm more about random bonuses, even for admin, and find out what makes your team tick. And what I mean by that is, is what what excites them? What do they like to do in their spare, spare time? Because believe it or not, not everyone wants money. Money helps, uh, but sometimes it could be a gift. It could be a weekend away. It could be different things, right? Or it could be money. I, I bonus my VAs, I bonus you know my team. Uh, I have now a Gabe who runs kind of my all my website stuff and a lot of my content and I'm, I have and then a VA works for him for doing content for YouTube and, and different video things. and you start to grow that out. And you put real leaders in place that can handle that so you're having them one conversation with the leader then they're making sure that things are done and that's when you grow into this business but i think again going through while you're on your real estate journey from a a va is an absolute must i just do not recommend not having virtual assistants i think they're they're great you know and and i've got no problem building up to 15 to 20 vas okay and having less you know paid people on the ground in america and do it that way because of the over the cost of living because remember these are smart people and then building into an acquisition dispo again you got the flip-flop you got the local assistant elevating them up into that key role of of running your finances. Now, you can't just give your finances to anyone. You've got to be working with that person for a long time because you have to trust that position. It's really, really important. And helping, again, Lauren helps stay on track with the the books for the flips and and the money side of the business, making sure we're profitable uh, because I want to go 100 mile an hour with 500 different things. And then I have my team pulling me back saying, hold on, how are we going to implement this? And that's how, that's what you want for your team. So I always let them have a say. Okay, And I think if you do that, hopefully listening to this, you've now got an understanding of them different things that you can do from the hiring process, how to do it, what to pay them, and understand a little bit about where you can fit. In the business for you personally. Remember, this business has to fit around you first, and everything needs to needs to be done. So every position you are doing, you're getting your time back, okay? And and just think, you may be a a person that wants to handle everything, but you can only do so much. You're only going to do so many deals on your own before you start outsourcing. And I think I'm good on the phone. I think I'm good at getting contracts because that's what I did for years. But here's the thing: while I'm good at doing that, and I'm not going to do marketing, I'm going to do Dispo, it's the roller coaster, right? So remember, you're putting people in them key positions. And if their focus is 100% on that position, they will outperform your 20% that you spend on that. So overall, they will outperform you. So let them positions go and make sure you're tracking the KPIs, keeping them accountable, giving them a scorecard, right? We also use hubstaff.com, h-u-b-staff.com. That's great for tracking VAs and acquisition. If they're all virtual, they log on so you can track their time and what they're doing through their computer to make sure that they're not messing around and they're actually working. So I'd highly recommend we do scorecards again acquisition is all about 50 plus dials a day depending on how many conversations and that is what's going to get you again we're not talking here if you're talking about building a team you're not talking about doing one deal a month you should be doing that on your own i'm talking about doing five six plus ten deals a month and that's the way that you're going to do it and once you have the foundation built you then just do more marketing more people in that position to then elevate and do as many deals as you wish and there is a cut off you know for me You know, I don't want a massive business. I've been in to eight markets, I think, at once, and it was just ridiculous. It was crazy. Too much. Dialed it back now. We're in two or three markets. We're happy, and we're just trying to dominate in them markets. And then I do, you know, some partnering with students as well. We're actually now in our coaching program, buying our students' deals, which is pretty awesome. We'll actually buy the deals from you so we can help on that DISPO side. If it meets our criteria, we will actually come in and fund it or actually help you wholesale it or buy it from you and then wholesale it. We do different things in our coaching. So if you're interested in that, reach out hit me up on support at ranetwork.com or go to rinetwork.com join if you're interested in that as well well anyway guys i appreciate you remember give me a like subscribe drop some comments if you've got some value from this if there's anything else you want me to cover just put it in the in the comments i'll be happy to do so appreciate you all thank you for watching and listening and i will see you on the next one thanks Bye bye